The Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. That's how the angel Gabriel greeted Mary when he brought the unexpected news of her pregnancy. It's quite startling, I imagine, to be greeted like that by an angel. I much prefer a simple bow to greet the presence of the holy. Or, not everyone's really comfortable with bowing, like we do around here, so people greet each other with a handshake, or a fist bump, or maybe a kiss from cheek to cheek. But have any of you ever greeted somebody with a belly bump? I have. <laughs> I see all the women who've been pregnant before raising their hand. It's one of the fond memories that I have of being pregnant with my firstborn. Another member of Holy Trinity, Amy Finale, was pregnant too. Our due dates were only a month apart, and so our bellies were big at the same time, although I was bigger. <laughs> Whenever she and I were in the same room together, right often, most often right here on Sunday mornings, we would greet each other by belly bumping, and then we kind of stand back and laugh with great joy. Now I imagine something similar happened or ha when Mary hurried to greet her cousin Elizabeth, and they immediately greet one another with a belly bump, kind of like a pregnant hug. You see, Mary had recently learned that she'd found favor with God and would bear a son. Now this announcement was quite unexpected, so there's no doubt that Gabriel's announcement still hangs thick in the air when she goes with haste to her cousin Elizabeth's house. I don't really know exactly why she was there, but I wonder that maybe she needed to wonder aloud with, about her encounter with God's angelic messenger. Maybe she needed to share her joy with the only other person she knows who will understand miraculous pregnancies. But whatever Mary's reason is for swiftly making that journey, Elizabeth already seems to know Mary's news. Because as soon as Mary enters the house, she greets her cousin with a belly bump, and the child in Elizabeth's womb leaps for joy. I have no idea how that kick was any different from all the other kicks that women experience while they're pregnant. But there's something different about that kick. And Mary knew, or Elizabeth knew, that it was different. She knew that in Mary's womb grew something unexpected and mysterious. She knew that Mary would be the most blessed among women and that she would birth the Son of God. Now both babies in the wombs of these women are great and promised ones from God. John will be born to an aged, aged childless couple. 
and Jesus will be born of a virgin, both miracles. John is filled with the Holy Spirit, even before his birth. And Jesus was conceived of the Holy Spirit. John will be a great prophet. Jesus will be God's son, the promised Messiah. And hidden inside the bellies of these two unlikely women, God is growing a kingdom. Hidden, but not for too long, because both of their pregnancies become scandalously public. Elizabeth, because she was shamed for being barren and now has conceived in her, for the first time in her old age. And Mary, because of her youth, her singleness. And in all this hidden, invisible growth, God is at work. God is at work, and Mary can feel it in her bones. She can feel it in her body, and so she bursts into a song proclaiming that God has done great things. It's the Magnificat that we sung during the psalm this morning, a well-known and loved song. She sings a radical, hope-drenched song that soars with promise for the world's poor, the brokenhearted, and the oppressed. Mary rejoices in God who has looked on her, a lowly servant, with favor. Now recently I learned that the Greek word for servant that Mary uses is doula. Have you ever heard that word before? Doula. A doula is a birthing assistant, one who stands beside a laboring woman and helps her, assists her with the birth of her child, kind of like a midwife. Mary is the doula of God. What might it mean that Mary is God's doula? That Mary is blessed to be God's doula, helping to bring forth the very presence of God to all of humanity, calling forth a new generation of people who trust in the God of promise. The joy of Mary and Elizabeth is the joy that we all look forward to with wonder and gratitude to the birth of the child. The joining of this wonder with God's saving work invites us to consider how experiences of expectancy teach us the way of God's graciousness. Our joy is peaked in waiting and expectation, and both Mary and Elizabeth had waited a very long time for this promise to be fulfilled. So today I ask you to consider for what have you waited with eagerness and expectation? In what way was God present in the waiting, calling forth songs of great joy from your lips? The meeting of Mary and Elizabeth reminds us that there is something great for which we wait. Not just the birth of a baby, but all that this little one will grow to be. This baby brings holiness and wholeness to a hurting world. And Mary, like you and me, waits with eagerness for that day when God will make all things new. When the proud and the strong are brought down, and the weak and the hungry are filled with good things. Mary calls us, in her song of faithfulness, to be faithful too, to trust God and find joy in the waiting. Mary's song encourages faith that God can and will look with favor, not only on a poor servant girl, but on all of us. And so 
for this is the joy we proclaim today as we wait with eager anticipation to decorate the church more fully and sing the Christmas hymns and hear again the beloved story of Jesus' birth. We embrace that promise that the one that Mary holds in her womb is the one who will grow to bring hope to the sick, the hungry, and the hurting. May the Holy One that may, may the Holy One in Mary's womb bump into your world this day, making your heart leap with joy and your lips sing a song of praise. Amen.